Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Okay, the cow will come inside the house. Wait, wait, wait. Is he bringing that cow in here? Not even ready to come. Come this way. No, Next. I don't want to be right here. Here, this way. I don't want that. episode of everyone's business but mine 90 day the other way edition this episode was mostly about the americans going to their respective partners foreign countries um except for armando and kenny so we'll just start with them i feel like their storylines have been kind of like sparse we've seen the least about them in the episodes but honestly they, I think, have the most compelling storyline by far. This was so emotional. <laughs> I don't recall any other couple, anybody's history or background that's been this, like, emotionally compelling, this um, just, like, deep and layered and complicated, and I'm really enjoying it, and I wish we would see more, but I'm just wondering, like, I wonder why it it seems very like intentional that they're spacing the their particular storyline uh out so much. Um but I do want to start for those of you who may not know the story. Armando came out with the actual story as to why um and how his um ex-wife passed away in that car accident like he stated in the first episode. This is deep y'all. Deep, 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 deep. So apparently what happened is that she was seven months pregnant um, when, well, I guess she was about five months pregnant when he came out to her. Um, and then, so when she passed away, she was seven months pregnant. Oh my gosh, you guys. Um, so basically what happened is he went on Instagram and said that I'm addressing this to clear up any confusion as I do not want to go into specifics on the show, or I did not want to go into specifics on the show, but now I find it necessary. Um, he says, um, his wife who he said on the show that he married in hopes that a marriage to a woman would curb his feelings about his sexual orientation had argued with him shortly before her accident. My then wife and I had been separated for a few months before her passing for a number of reasons, one of which was anger issues that she was working on. 
During our separation, we were working on rebuilding our friendship again. During the divorce proceedings and on the evening of her passing, a disagreement took place over finances, and I thought it would be best to leave the situation and return return back to my home. Um, then he goes on to say that after their fight, his then wife purposely hit his car on the runway, on, on the highway, sorry, <laughs> he said, um, after that, about 15 minutes later, I was driving down the highway and I was shocked when I was suddenly struck from behind and then was hit again. As I continued down the highway, I then realized that it was my ex-wife and before I knew it, she lost control of her vehicle and passed away on the scene. And like I said, she was, um, as you can understand, this is a very tragic event in the life of my daughter and I, we lost her and an unborn baby. So... Yeah, then he says, you know, this is a very difficult moment for everyone involved, myself, our family, our friends, and it's been a long grieving process, and out of respect for my daughter's mother and her memory, I ask for your empathy and understanding on this personal tragedy. Wow, I mean, what, just like an awful, shocking situation to be in, I can't imagine what a nightmare that would be to find out that somebody was intentionally killing you or trying to kill you. Find out that it's your ex-wife who's pregnant with your child and then she ends up killing her. I mean, it's just like, I truly, truly cannot believe that story. I mean, I believe it, but it's just like an unbelievable situation to be in. I mean, Wow. Wow. I mean, no wonder he has had such issues being open about his sexuality with his family, you know? So let's get into what happens to him this episode. So his plan was to come out to his parents again, because he has to, because <laughs> he will be moving. And they have spoken about this before, three years prior. But basically, he knew that they wouldn't approve, didn't approve, had some feelings about it. Um, and they basically just never spoke about it again. So he also said that like, he heard kind of like through the grapevine that they were like talking behind his back about it. So he just didn't want to talk about it. So they sit down, he sits down with his mom and dad for lunch, <clears throat> tostadas, which looked amazing. And he tells them, you know, I hid my sexuality, um, so that people wouldn't gossip about you guys, like our family, but this is who I am. His mom starts to cry and she gets up and hugs him and says like, you know, you're my son. I'm your mother. How could you think that I wouldn't love you? And his dad takes his hand and, you know, it's also like he, he's, definitely like more of a stoic doesn't say much kind of guy but he says you know you're my son and I feel the same love for you um as your mother does and then he Armando tells them that he is going to be moving that he met somebody he has a partner they are going to be moving um I'm obviously going to be taking Hannah my daughter and they get more upset his mom is more upsetting. She's like, you know, I, I hear what you're saying and I understand. I don't know how your dad feels, but this is my personal feelings. And his dad is like, just 
kind of more like, um, he, he was more hesitant about the situation, but you could tell what it seemed to me was that it was more just like about him moving, not so much about his sexuality. Like I, I really feel for Armando because whatever happened between them the first time he came out to them all those years ago has obviously really put a, uh, I, I don't know what you call it. Like it's obviously affected their relationship in the years leading up to him coming out again. Right. So it, it, it's now that they're being so accepting and they're telling him that they love him anyway. It's just like a shame that this didn't happen the first time. Like their relationship could have been so much closer, so much better. It wouldn't have been such a secret. It wouldn't have been so shameful for Armando. So I really feel for him in that respect. Um, let's go on to, and like I said, very skimpy. Um, we didn't see, I don't think we saw Kenny at all. Um, so yeah, let's move on to Jenny and Sumit. So Jenny takes the 20 plus hour flight to back to India. And she says she has three requirements in terms of Sumit and her relationship. He has to get a divorce. He can't lie anymore. And they have to get married. (laughs) These are things that like, Oh, I mean, I feel like everybody in America and everybody who watches the show is saying is like, girl, you should have locked down all of those promises before you took yourself back to India. But I mean, obviously, like the only way it it seems like Jenny's only motivation financially is the show. So she had to rush the timeline here. She's like, okay, well, we're only filming during a certain set of months here. So I better get my ass over there because I've only got a couple thousand dollars and probably some cameo money stashed away. So I, I better get better get this mic pack on. Um, so Sunita's is picking her up. He's got this like cutie little floral button down shirt. And he tells the cameras, the producers that like when Jenny left five months ago, I promised myself that I would get her back and that I would never let her go. That's all well and good. I still think he's not being completely honest with her. And I also think that he knows that he can kind of get away with not being completely honest with her once she moves there, much like Jihoon, who we'll be talking about next. Um, Very manipulative. I'm not, not loving it. What is it with men Well, that's a question in and of itself. (laughs) The second question is, what is it with men who think that, like, I'm just not going to say the truth because I know that there are consequences for it. And so I'm just going to let these people go far and wide for me. Like, you're letting this woman drop her whole life. She has no savings. And you know that there are so many negative aspects to her moving for you and you're just not going to be honest with her because you know that if you are that you're not going to get what you want Ugh, I really really hate that and, and then you're putting in this position where it's like you know she's not going to go back so that's going to be the time where you're going to like slowly give these breadcrumbs of truth 
to her and then she's not going to have any choice but to stay because she's penniless. I, I mean, it's so, so sad. But anyway, once they meet each other at the, the airport, they're both so happy, smiling from ear to ear. And then they take the long voyage to their new house. It is hours away from the airport, hours away from where they were living the last time she was there, hours away from his hometown, excuse me, (laughs) going through puberty, you guys, I'm a 13 year old boy. Um, And yeah, it's just, you know, obviously this is a financial move, but is it, is it financial? I mean, sure. He probably works at a call center, probably isn't making a lot of money. But is it also because he's like, last time I, last time you were here, we were living in my hometown and people saw me and people like ran up on you when I wasn't there. And now that I'm going to keep you a little bit farther, I'm just going to say that it's because of financial reasons. And, you know, that way people can't really find us as easily. I mean, I just don't trust. I don't trust him. I don't trust him as far as I can throw him. Um, so when they get to the house, (laughs) there are a bunch of people there. There is a white cow there to do basically kind of like a housewarming, welcoming, blessing of the house ceremony. That cow was the most beautiful cow I've ever seen. (laughs) I could say with complete confidence that that cow was better looking than I am. Just gorgeous not a spot not a not a damage not not a speckle not a flank speckle i mean the bitch's hair was laid platinum blonde she had some some flower floral wreaths around her and a flower crown like she was going to coachella just gorgeous a gorgeous cow and it's worth, it sounds weird, but if you see the cow and if you saw the cow, I mean, that was a beautiful little bitch. Anyway, um, Jenny has to walk around with a flower pad on her head. Jenny has no idea what's going on. <laughs> and I don't want to like make fun of the culture. I mean, it was a cool, cool thing, but just to see Jenny be like, uh, what, what <laughs> is happening? She's like, I said, walking around with a flower pad on her head. At some point, um, there's another, like, big kind of walk-looking pot that's set on fire in the house. Um, the cow comes in. Jenny's screaming. (laughs) Because she doesn't want the cow to poop in the house, which is fair. And Jenny's saying, so everything gets settled. The men and the cow leave. And they get to the bedroom. And Jenny's like, oh, this is really nice. Like, the bed is nice. It's a hard Indian bed, but it's nice. And she's like, but isn't this? And he's like, everything's, like, nice, but it's kind of old, don't you think? Like, don't you feel like the place is kind of old? And it's like, mm, I don't know if you want to be uh, drawing comparisons here to the your situation, Jenny. No shade, but shade. <laughs> Um, Sumit tries to soothe her by telling her that, um, the neighborhood that they now live in is, um, very dangerous and that people will murder you for $10. So happy, 
Happy home. Welcome home, Jenny. <laughs> All right, let's get to another fairly boring storyline of Ariella and Binion. I have a feeling that they're not going to really give me what I need. They're not really going to give me the drama. Ariella seems pretty chill. All things considered, seems like Binion, Bunyan, baby, at whatever. I'm going to say Binion. It might be Binyim with an M at the end, but I've seen both. I've seen her. I feel like I've seen her say both. So I'm just going to go with Binion. Um, so she's still in New Jersey, packing up, getting ready to go. She is feeling overwhelmed. Surprise, surprise, because she has no idea what she's about to get herself into, but it's just now starting to sink in. Um, she's happy her mom is coming with her though. And I'm sure her mom is also happy that she's going because she is really going to try to get Ariella to come back to America to have the baby. And I'm assuming to also just stay in America. Um, her mom has come fully equipped she has syringes that she was able to get. So her family is a medical family. I believe her mom is a nurse and her dad is some kind of like specialized doctor. She also brings like a little squeezy tube, like a, I don't, I don't know what you call it. Like, eh, you know, it's like kind of like a water bottle that you can like squeeze out. And it's for Ariella's no-no parts. After she gives birth, she can put some soapy warm water in there and just squeeze, 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 and it'll sanitize the area. Lovely. Now, because they're from a medical family, I understand that you guys have a, a different way of living that us, you know, like medical civilians do not have. However, I think it speaks to a lot of privilege that Ariella seems to think that they can just procure an epidural kit to take to Ethiopia for her. <laughs> girl don't like anesthesiologists do that I mean her mom said that she wasn't qualified like I don't have the range I I could not get this kit but girl <laughs> girl I, that's like a very serious medication and there the needle is very serious and like doesn't it have to go into like I mean, I think they have to be, like, very careful as to, like, where, which location it goes into. You can't just, like, go in there all willy-nilly. Even, even as a nurse, I think you have to be pretty specialized to put that in. But anyway, she goes to say goodbye to her nephews. She has a nephew named Roman who looks to be about four. So her sister or sister-in-law, I don't know, her nephew is holding Roman the nephew and she Ariella goes to grab Roman's arm to like give him a hug or like hold him and he snatches the arm away from her like you're not getting any cuddles out of me aunt bitch so <laughs> he not having it the saddest thing for me like I love animals I work with animals was seeing her say goodbye to her dog Dante who's looked like some kind of like cute black poodle doodle mix saying goodbye and they have one of those doors it's like a double door so like it's like a real door and they have like a glass door in front of it and just seeing him like look out the little window door to his mom going away forever because she got knocked up by some fuckboy in Ethiopia it's just like it really broke my heart justice for Dante I hope he's living a better life now um, Ariella is getting in the car. Her mom's like, can you believe that your whole life is packed up into seven 
uh, suitcases and Ariel's in the car, like, trying not to cry through her winged eyeliner, and it's just, like, a whole hot mess. I mean, where do we think this is gonna go? I feel like Binion is... I'm very confused about Ariella's whole journey. Like, I talked to Jody about this when we were recapping the premiere, and something about her gives me very, like, homely vibes, but then her desire to, like, travel internationally, it just doesn't, like, I mean, I am being judgmental, and I know how this sounds, but I, her vibe doesn't match with her actions. Like, she just seems very sheltered and very spoiled, but she also, like, does these dumbass things. <laughs> I don't really know. It, it's really confusing to me. Like, she's really fighting through the stereotypes that I have for her. And congratulations, because that's going to make for great television watching for me. Anyway, let's get to another international fuckboy, Devin and Jihoon. Devin and her mom are getting the kids ready to go off to Korea. Drusilla is wearing a shirt. You know, Drusilla's like my enemy. And I know how that sounds. It doesn't sound great. It doesn't make me, as a 34-year-old woman, making fun well, of a 4-year-old child. But listen, we're in a day and age where we have to hold everybody accountable for their actions, even if they probably can't use the bathroom on their own without supervision. But Drusilla just has, like, bad vibes, yo. And, like, I... That's not my fault. And I should be able to speak my truth about that. Okay? And I know, like I said, I know it doesn't sound good, but I'm not going to change my mind, so you can think whatever you want about me. <laughs> That's just my truth. And if you really saw Drusilla and paid as much attention as I do to her, then I feel like you would feel the same. Anyway, let's move on. Speaking of bad vibes, I will say that I looked up some information on Devin's mother. And it seems like the bad, bad vibes may be coming from it. The call is coming from inside the house on this. I imagine that Devin's mom probably does a good bit of heavy lifting when it comes to the child rearing. So I will give little Drusilla a little bit of credit because it appears that her mom is a total wackadoo. Now I found this um, Reddit post that somebody had posted from uh, looks like a year ago. And it's a Facebook post of Alicia, who's Devin's mom's. And it says... All you asses, and the first two S's are dollar signs. All you asses attacking us anti-vax, colon, all, capital A-L-L, all forced medicine starts with vaccines. If your child is put on untested hormones to change their gender, and if you don't comply, they end up in state care. Don't, bitch, exclamation point. Sick of fighting for, number, your rights when you could give two, number, shits, the I is an asterisk about ours. Now I'm going to repeat that. So you can like get it. <laughs> all you asses attacking us anti-vax. All forced medicine starts with vaccines. If your child was put on untested hormones to change their gender. And if you don't comply, they end up in state care. Don't bitch. Sick of fighting for your rights when you could give two shits about ours. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. As we all know, when it comes to everyone's business, I like to mention it all, but when it comes to mine, I like to keep things a little bit closer to the chest. But that method doesn't always work when it comes to your mental health, and we all need a way to purge and get it out. Therapy is a safe space to do that and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down by learning positive coping skills and all the tools you need to help you be the best version of yourself. BetterHelp is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So you can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everyone's business today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everyone's business. What? <laughs> what does that mean? What does that mean? I was also able to find she appears to be a burgeoning YouTuber. Her uh, name is at Toxic Threads. And let's just run through a couple of the video titles here. This one's from three weeks ago. Salt Lake City, quote unquote, peaceful protests organized by Maoist communists. Um, one is called Why Are Friends Turning on Each Other? Milgram Authority Comment Response Video Jelly Donut Um, there's one A vlog called Let the Farmer's Stand Begin it Seems pretty wholesome Um, there is one called Mass Hysteria 1690s versus today, Salem Witch Trials. Hysteria, deal with it on a personal level. There is one with a, um, uh, looks like a poster of Logan's Run. <laughs> the title says, Italy, don't treat the old. Who gets treatment? Who does not? What group is most likely to join a cult? Um, there's one called <laughs> semen filled syringes. Ew. Grocery store attack. Um, there is a picture of a woman with a lot of hair. I don't know if that's her or not. It says what I would say to today's youth. Um, there is another one called Paw Patrol kid cartoon is harmful to kids. 
There is one where she goes to tour Butch Cassidy's childhood home. Um, there's one called Rank Hot Boys for Bernie. Porn education in public school. <laughs> there is one called um, Killer Robots. Who's responsible? And I think we'll end it on pedophile. Uh, nope, never mind. Going back to that. <laughs> Going back to that, let's get back to Devin and Jihoon. Um, Devin's worried about Jihoon not stepping up because he lied the last time. And yeah, girl, what are you expecting here? Now, I have to remind myself that even though Devin looks a little bit older, she's only like 23. 23-year-old girl with two kids, one newborn, one Drusilla. And... <laughs> And she's got a lot of an on her plate. And I understand, like, I've, you know, we've all been in our early 20s and have wanted our older boyfriends or our boyfriends, husbands, fiancés, whatever, to step up to the plate. You expect them, you expect that they're telling the truth. You want them to, you know, live up to the promises that they're making you. So I get that. And, you know, Jihoon seems very, he's very funny and he's charismatic. And it's clear that at 30, he's been able to get away with all of those things while doing very little, except for carting his little mini poodle in his backpack. So I have to give her a little credit. So let's get to Jihoon. He's having dinner with two of his friends and his first comment to them is do you guys remember my wife <laughs> yeah jihoon we do <laughs> what, what kind of question is that even if they hadn't met her and even if 90 day fiance isn't airing in korea they have to know that he's been on a show and why he was on the show and also why these cameras are recording us right now. <laughs> like they had to sign releases. What did you think? <sighs> anyway. Um, so he's like, Oh yeah. Remember my wife, she's coming with the kids to live and she's coming with her mom as well. And his friend asks him what he is doing for work. And to the surprise of absolutely no one, we find out that Jihoon has lied yet again about his finances, about his work situation, about how much, everything. Every reason that he gave Devin to come back to America, or to come back to Korea, he has lied about. So, what he says was, what he said last episode was that he got a job in Tile. Just Tile. No explanation beyond that and that he would be making three to four thousand dollars a month from that and that he also is going to be doing delivery and making an additional three to four thousand dollars for that job so what happens is <laughs> apparently he doesn't even have this job in tile and he would have to be doing deliveries all day and night for him to make that three to four thousand a month. So we're talking, he's probably making 
1200 a month if he feels like really motivating himself on a good day, right? Okay. Gee, oh my god, he's he's truly a disaster. His friends don't believe in him, and they shouldn't, because why would they? He's given them no reason to. <laughs> they basically are like, Jihoon's lazy. We don't see him working that hard doing these deliveries all day and night. And we're embarrassed. And he's making Korean men look bad. Totally understandable. I get it. What a, what a true disaster. I mean, I cannot believe that Devin genuinely thinks that a month from now. Like, Jihoon should have money saved up. Shouldn't didn't it ping to her that the fact that she had to pay for the apartment for the first month would let you know that he was not at all prepared <laughs> for that because in the time that you were gone he should have been working and had money saved up and the only excuse that he could possibly have had for not moving into y'all's new apartment is that it just wasn't going to be ready but to, in my mind he should already have an apartment. Hello? <laughs> and you just saying my job is tile should be another ping that things aren't working out real. But you know what? If these people didn't fuck up, we would have nothing to watch. And if we had nothing to watch, I would have nothing to, to recap. So thank you. Thank you, Jihoon. Thank you, Binion. <laughs> Let's get to... Um, who was? Is this our last couple? Yasin and Brittany. Speaking of people who make very stupid decisions, let's go to Brittany. So we see Yasin. He is going over to his parents' house to talk, have a talk with them. And we find out that um, his mother does not want to be filmed for religious reasons. Now, if anybody could tell me why that is, I would really love to know. Um... Because we've seen a lot of people in conservative Muslim, you know, Muslim countries on the show. We've seen mothers, several mothers. So I'm just wondering, they must be like an extra level of conservative that we haven't seen yet. And what specifically that, like, if you can tell me like what specifically that religious rule is, I, I'm actually very curious. Um... So he tells his dad, so we do see her, like, she's obviously there, and we can hear her at times, but, like, what we do see of her, like, her face is blurred out. So his dad, he tells his dad that he's going to be picking up Brittany tomorrow, and we know that they've all met last time she went to Jordan. So he's like, well, uh-oh, number one, is that... His dad wonders if Brittany's going to convert to Islam, to which Islam, Islam, to which Yasin says, oh yeah, she is. She's excited. She's, she's really thrilled to like learn about the Muslim culture, Muslim religion, and she has every intention of, of converting to Islam. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yasin. No, no. <laughs> no, Yasin. Do we really think that? Do we really think that he feels that? Or is he lying to his parents? Because... I can't imagine that he is that naive because we saw her, him try to broach a subject with her in the first episode. And she was like, I don't want to talk about that. Can we talk about how hot your beard is? <laughs> what? Oh no. <laughs> I'm, I'm nervous. Uh Oh, number two, maybe even a bigger. Uh Oh, 
than the religious factor is the fact that his parents are well aware that Brittany was married. So his question is, um, are we going to, is she going to be bringing her divorce papers? Oh no. So what we find out is that Brittany told them last time she was in Jordan that she was married to a very bad man and that she had already started the divorce proceedings so that by the time that she came back, everything would be taken care of. Everything would be squared away and on the up and up and they could get married free and clear. So they're under the impression, Yazan included, that this is already good. She's good to go. Oh no. Not good, y'all. Not good. <laughs> His dad says that he cannot accept Yazan being a boyfriend and that he is, you know, they are, they've obviously made it very clear that like he is not to live with her, not to be having any sleepovers, no spending the night with her while they're not married and that he has, you know, the premarital sex thing not happening. Now, do I think that Yazan hasn't been slinging his Jordanian pee-pee all over the planet? Well, all over his country anyway. No. Of course. Of course they've been having sex, right? Of course they had sex, right? I can't imagine. Brittany seems like a very sexual, sex-forward kind of girl. So I can't imagine that he, that they never had sex, but anyway. Um, so we find out that they've only spent about 40 days together when she came to Jordan to visit him and his father feels like they need to get to know each other more. Um, and also like get more of his parents' approval, their approval rather. Um, this is confusion to me because Yazan told Brittany that his parents fully expect for them to get married within like days of her landing in Jordan. So... Mm, I just have questions. What are the expectations here, really? It seems like there are a lot of moving parts, a lot of things that aren't clicking, a lot of puzzle pieces that aren't coming together, and I, I just don't know. I do not know. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. We get back to Brittany. She lands in Jordan and she says a lot of people think that she's crazy for moving there, but that Yaza needs to understand that she's an American girl and that she plans on corrupting him. This is a O number three for me. 
and on a personal level, this is the one that pisses me off the most. If 90 Day has nothing consistent in its franchise, it's that the Americans tend to be the more horrible people, couples, person in the couple factor here, if that makes sense. (laughs) Um, I cannot stand... Like, this is why other countries hate us, right? Is that we, I'm using the royal we, I'm excluding myself from this situation, and I'm hoping that most people don't feel this way, but for the people that we see on the show, there seems to be this expectation that, like, anywhere in the world that you go, that you're just expected to be accepted as an American, and that everybody has to accept the fact that you're American, and you can do whatever the fuck you want, because you're from the land of the free, and the home of the brave, lol at that, but that's another conversation for another day, but I, just like the, the audacity, and, and like the arrogance, and the lack of like, when people like that, go to different countries. It's like, oh, I'm American, so, like, I can do whatever I want. But then it's like, when the foreigners come to America, it's like, they're supposed to just assimilate to American culture and to do whatever they want. And, you know, it's it's like a weird control thing that I don't love. And I especially don't love it. Like, even if there were cultures in, like, like Canada or England that are expected of them that would be genuinely rude and disrespectful to behave that way I wouldn't be like oh well I'm American like you're just supposed to accept it now you're going into a Middle Eastern country and I'm told that Jordan is uh, not as conservative as a lot of Middle Eastern countries but like you're going into a situation where obviously it's a Middle Eastern country it's a certainly more conservative country than America is. And there are different, you know, their, their religion is different. And on top of that, it seems like she's marrying herself into, even if Jordan is not as conservative as a whole, it seems like this family is pretty conservative. And the fact that she has no intentions of like being respectful about that outside of like wearing a hijab I, I don't know. Like, girl, do you really expect to be, like, twerking next to some burk, uh, some, some dirt bikes with your hijab on? Like, what, what are, what are you really, like, girl? And it shows, it shows, like, more than ever at the end of the episode. So, Yazan shows up to the airport. They embrace. He's pushing her luggage cart and she's like oh are you gonna spend the night with me at the hotel and he's like no (laughs) like I can't do that I will go to the hotel with you we can hang out we can kick it we can talk but when you go to bed like I gotta go so then they leave the airport and we get this title card that says you know after they left the airport the producers wanted to put a mic pack on Brittany so they could film in the car presumably and when they did that, Brittany went to go hug Yazan, and then somehow Yazan noticed that she had a bottle of alcohol in her bag. And this is where I'm confused. Because I know that, like, don't people, maybe this is just ignorant of me, 
But I know that, like, most places aren't going to allow you to bring a bottle of anything. Like, typically they don't allow you to bring glass on planes, right? So how does she get a bottle of liquor out of the airport? I'm I'm very confused about that. So Yazan's also very confused, but he's also pissed. He flips the fuck out. Fuck you. Fuck the Britney. Fuck this. Fuck that. Fuck me. You're cool. Fuck this. Uh, you know, fuck, fuck my drag. Like, fuck, 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 fuck. Okay? He is pissed. The producers are like, are you mad at us? He was like, no, I'm mad at myself for thinking, like, I, I just feel like an idiot. And I should have listened to my parents. And he's at his car. Brittany's still waiting curbside. <laughs> just standing there like, well, he's really acting like my ex. And if he's going to act like that, it's not going to work. Like, okay, well, you might as well just take that luggage cart and go right back over to Palm Beach, girlfriend. Because he's pissed. He basically runs away from her. His doors are open. He is fuck, 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 fuck. The fuck train is rolled in. (laughs) And this is why I love this show. Because people are stupid. And as soon as Brittany said that she didn't even remember that she was married, I knew that she was going to be the belle of the ball of the season. And thank you guys for joining on this journey with me. Should I be talking about Happily Ever After? Because I feel like it's been kind of boring. I feel like Andre and Elizabeth are really angling for some sort of like family Chantel style spinoff. They seem to be under the impression that they're at all likable when they're true demons. Like if Lauren and Alexi are the golden couple of 90 Day Fiancé, they're like their tethers. They're like their evil versions of them. Andre seems to be under the impression, he, he seems to be playing two roles of like, I'm the man of the house and, and Libby should be doing everything I say and I'm the one who's making the decisions. But also, he seems to think that Libby's father's bank account is just for the taking and that whenever he feels like not doing anything that we can just go over to Chuck the bank of Chuck and and make a withdrawal I don't understand what he thinks he he, it seems to be under the impression that he is married into a wealthy family and that like there's no need for him to have a job now I notice the scene when he, when Elizabeth goes into their house, they're filming from outside, so you see the driveway, and there was a very nice, what looked like a Ford F-250 truck, pretty new, gleamingly white and beautiful, presumably for Andre's handyman job, but the crux of his handyman job seems to be, I'm sitting my ass at home with the baby, and... Or just ordering things online, new furniture, new TVs, and then putting it up. Things that Elizabeth could be doing or hiring someone. It it just seems like it could be cheaper for her to be a single mother and just hire somebody to do it. 
not Andre, but somebody else, like a qualified handyman. Um, what else happened? Ugh. Colty and his weird redhead girlfriend. She's like all in on being in a relationship with this man. Um, Colty has a, uh, friend. I think her name is Vanessa, who is, you know, really been a friend to him during his divorce with, um, homegirl, um, Larissa and Jess, his new girlfriend has an issue with Vanessa because Vanessa calls all the time. She's blowing up his phone and also that Colt does not want to admit that he's even in a relationship because she's also Brazilian like Larissa was. I don't know. It seemed a little bit racist. Um, yeah, those were really my only highlights from happily ever after. So I guess I will finish with that. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. Have a great week. I'll catch up with you guys on Monday.